The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, wearing pajama pants every goddamn place she goes because she's from a trailer park in the worst part of town. Woo, she's not just my sister, she's my wife. That, that, that's probably what her family says. Anyway, Tammy, the heavy petter, Underwood. Morning. Morning. I think I'm thinking you don't have enough coffee you need to deal with my bullshit this morning. I'm you know, I'm working on my second cup. I finally got some fucking sleep. So now I'm all full of piss and vinegar again. Well, I'm glad you did. I I mean, I got I I got pretty good sleep until I banged my hand on the side of the bed. You're banging something probably for coupons. All right. So this here's an update episode. Um, I'll start it off. Uh. Yeah, good, because I have to email this to myself. Really sad news is that, um, for those of you that may or may not uh, know, Doug Clark passed away earlier this week. Yes, um, Thursday morning so at for those, 10 a.m. For those of you that don't know who Doug Clark is, he is, he was uh, convicted of being one of the one of the uh, Sunset Strip killers. Right. It was him and Carol Bundy. Right. And, uh, and he had three, uh, six consecutive death sentences. Yep. Like, so they were going to kill him, bring him back, kill him again. <laughs> Poor guy. God damn, that's got to suck. Lethal injection again. I already rode this ride. <laughs> bring out old Sparky. That's right. But um, we've been talking to Doug for almost a year. Yes. And yes. Uh, the kind of sad thing is, is number one, is we're looking into some proof that says that he didn't do everything that they said that he did. Yes, that's true. Um, and we're going to continue looking at that, but is uh, you know we just didn't get a whole lot of time talking. But we have tons of audio of us yes, talking we to do. him. Uh, you know, as uh, uh, the shitty thing is, is like when he died, is that they took him off of my contact list for San Quentin, right? So all the messages between him and I gone. I know, mine too, mine too. Fuck, I was so pissed. I was like, okay, I'm going to get my messages and I'm going to print them out. And I'm like, you fucking serious? Really? Yeah. Give, give, give me a day. Give me a day to get my shit off of here. God well, damn. See, but, I mean, and this is the thing is, um, well, like I was telling, who was, oh, I think I was telling my sister that, or somebody that um, I said, because of the connections that we have, they announced, I think the news broke at 1 p.m. and you and I found out around noon. Right, because we have, you know, yeah. I received a couple of messages right, right. from people. But um, the sad part is, is we knew that this was a possibility because of his two surgeries, major surgeries and everything, that they kept postponing and postponing and postponing. So he did die of complications related to heart surgery. So. Well, Doug even knew, too, because, like, I remember yeah. before he went in for the first surgery when him and I were talking, he said, look, you know, there's a good chance that I'm going to you know, not make it through either one of these two surgeries. Right. And it, it, it's not like he was scared or anything like that. He said, I'm not afraid to die. It's just, you know, it's it, it, No, it's he time was very it. accepting of it. Yeah. yeah. But I found out why. I found out why. It's because when people are on death row, I think you may have told me about this. Um, you know, yeah, people are always afraid to mention death around them. Yes. And 
Oh, you were the one who told me about yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, me and somebody else had a com- me and Ward had a conversation. About right, it. man. We talk about death all the time. We're on death row for God's sakes. There's no reason yeah. to be, you know, to pussyfoot around it. Yeah, he goes. We talk about it like it's the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so there, there's that. It's just it's. I mean, while Doug was ready, I I quite enjoyed our conversations and our and, and our messages back. And oh forth. yeah, totally. You know, totally. It wasn't always about the crimes or anything like that. It was just no. sometimes we would just bullshit. Exactly. You know, talk, exactly. Like I do with Ward Weaver. You know, when, when when him and I talk, you know how many times we talked about his crimes? Zero. Yeah. Like <laughs> zero. Yeah. Like uh, no, literally like zero. We have never talked about his crimes. We've talked about his, his family, his upbringing. Um, right. Yeah. Because him and I, I mean, briefly went over. You know, because we did a comparison, you know, because I was because him and I were talking about how um, when his son got in trouble up here, you know, when Ward the third got in all that trouble. Yeah. And committed those murders and everything and how they were talking. We were talking about how they did the comparison. He goes, Tammy, I don't know how they can do that comparison when I haven't been a part of my son's life really since he was seven. And I go, yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think that's the extent of anything we've ever talked about as far as that goes. But, you know, but no, I mean, I think I talked to Doug more than, you know, the both of us put together. And he just he has so much insight. He was a very worldly man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so I mean, he was always pleasant to talk to us. Always. You know, always. Always. I've Conspiracy theorist on some level, but it yeah. was okay. Well, you know, <laughs> he wasn't a radical one. <laughs> we talked to way more serial killers than what we talk about on the show. Oh, way more. So we get quite a few that are just freaking assholes. Like they'll talk to us, and all, and all of a sudden it's like, "Yeah, no, dude, you're coming on the show for one reason or another." Like they're uh, some some are Jesus freaks. Yeah, I've got nothing against whatever y'all want to believe in out there, by the way. But, you know, this isn't this isn't the platform. Yeah, this isn't the platform. We're, we're, we're not the 700 Club. We're not the Praise the Lord Network. We we talk about murder and crime. That's yeah. what we do. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and try to just to get, uh, you know, a famous killer on the show. Uh, right. And, and sit there and try to recruit more for whatever religion. That's just right. not going to fucking happen. And then man. we have the ones that are so full of themselves. That oh, Jesus They don't Christ, have room yes. for anybody else. Yep. And I think the... the, the Nico. The, yeah, I was going to say, that's the, that's the best example. Fucking Nico. Jesus Christ. What a fucking piece of work. Yeah. It's like, dude, nobody knows your name. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing that I've enjoyed in this whole journey of doing this show is talking to people that are not in the media at all. Right. Like uh, like Benny Bedford. I'm right. talking to another guy named Neil. Um, never made the news. Nothing like that. Right. Um, that are sitting in prison for murder charges. Well, yeah, because, I mean, look at me and John down in San Quentin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he went from inside of the shell barely, you know, barely saying two words to me to, you know, he uh, he said that if he was out, because it was when I was trying to figure out a ride to and from my surgery, you know, and I was, he, he asked me why I was stressed out. I said, oh, I'm just trying to figure out a ride to and from my surgery. He messaged me and said, I hate hospitals, but I would take you and bring you home if I was out there. And it's like, you know, that's the, those are the kind of pe- most of the ones we talk to, that type. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, the, the guy's name is, I think his name is Neil Ed- Edgar. Um, I have to look. <laughs> I need more coffee, too. Is he down in Tehachapi, too? Yeah, he's in Tehachapi. And, um, and well, I can just write everybody in Tehachapi, Scott. I'm feeling like <laughs> I should because Scott DeCry talks about us all the time. 
And uh, and as a matter of fact, this is a little side note, is that I kind of dropped the ball at sending him the art supplies I was going to send him. Oh, shit. So he sent, he, he's talking to Jen, and Jen said, well, I'm going to send him art supplies. you want to split it? I said, fuck yeah. Oh, cool. So we split the cost of everything. There was a couple items that weren't available. We set that down to him. But um, uh, so I started talking to this dude, right? I had no idea what his crime was because we started talking only because Scott decry mentioned to him that i'm a musician oh okay so we start talking music and what have not and uh, and you know he's he's played in bands he's done a little bit of touring things like that uh really small small stuff and uh then i had to ask him okay i gotta ask man what is your crime and found out that this dude here murdered his former fiance or girlfriend i think it was a fiance with a fucking hammer oh shit because he found out she was doing porn oh shit in their home. Oh, shit. And he was, you know, high. He was, like, gacked out on meth and shit like that. I was going to say, was he high, too? Yep. He Which was, seems to be a prep, uh, you know, I don't even know why I asked that question now. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is that drugs and alcohol contribute to most domestic violence cases. Yes. Um, that's why DV cases go skyrocketing during drinking holidays, like, um, like Super Bowl. Yes. That's a huge one. Fourth of July. Yes. Um, the Christmas, holidays, New yeah, Year's. Christmas, New yes. Year's. The you know the the they triple right in the amount than that what would be the norm. So if the if, if the normal in any given city, let's say that there's a hundred DV cases every month, when you get to those pivotal points of, of those holidays or, or big sporting events, they will go up to three hundred. I mean, because alcohol and drugs. Let me think about it. Have you ever made a really good decision while you've been drunk? I haven't. Probably not. Like, never once have I been drunk or high and gone, hey, I'm going to invest in Microsoft. Bitcoin. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to mine for Bitcoin. You know, or, hey, this would be a great decision because this will be a life-changing thing, and it, and it turns out great. It's never. It's always things like, I'm drunk as hell. Oh, I peed on your dog? Okay, I guess I got to pay for the groomer to come out and fucking clean your dog. You did that once, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I can tell because of the way you said that. I thought I told that story on, on air before. Oh, you might have. Uh, okay, so here's what happened. I was at an industry party. And it was in it was in L.A. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why do all your fucked up peeing on things start with, I was at an industry party? Because I go to a lot of industry parties. <laughs> or did. I don't anymore. Now I just sit up here and fucking avoid people like the plague. So... And I was, dude, I was high and I was drunker than drunk. And uh, I didn't want to go back into the uh, in, into the main house and find the bathroom because it's like a fucking maze. So I'm outside. And I was, you know, I'm going to go pee next to this fence over here. And I walked out there and took a lake. And what I didn't know was that uh, the, uh, the host had a golden retriever. And oh, she shit. was two days older than dirt. Oh, no. And apparently she likes golden showers. Because she just laid there and took it like, this is just a normal day in my life. Thank you, sir. Can you spank me? <laughs> Tell me I'm a bad dog. Tell me oh, I'm a bad dog. God, you're so horrible. So I didn't realize that, but people had seen me do it. And so I, I leave, and then I, I, you know, like the next day I fly home. And uh, I get this call, and my friend goes like this, because, dude. I'm like, yes. He goes, you peed on my dog. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? When you were in the back, yeah, because she's old. She doesn't move very well. So she stood there. She just laid there, and it was dark. 
Wow. And I'm drunk, so I'm not seeing a whole lot of shit. So, yeah. I said, well, I guess, and I had to pay for a mobile groomer to come out. and. Well, you know. I offered. It wasn't like he demanded, like, hey, you need to do this. He said, yeah, dude, that's fucked up. So I'll tell you what. Get the name of a local uh, mobile groomer. Have him come out. Clean your Building. dog up. <laughs> you know, basically detail her like a car. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the handles. <laughs> Wipe those down. Wipe those down. And, you know, if you're ever going to wipe your prints, make sure you get behind <laughs> the the uh, the turn signal <laughs> and the mirror. Oh, I was thinking getting behind <laughs> sheep. But then, there you go. No. Gotcha. Um, with Velcro gloves. But, uh, yeah, they had to come out and, <laughs> and detail his dog. He said, like, you don't have to do that. I said, no, nah, it's only right. You know, I, I peed on your dog. It's just, that's fucked up yeah, shit. I'm, poor I'm sorry. Puppy. Poor puppy. Oh, that puppy liked it. Like, but yeah, so while I was doing it, she took out a ball gag and put it in her mouth. Right, spanking herself. She handed me a flogger, like spank me because I'm such a bad puppy. Wow, wow, that's horrible. <laughs> no, well, on that same token, on that same note, what's really fucked up is um, I made up a song about my son. Oh my lordy! <laughs> Last weekend, because I was playing and fucking around, and I started singing to him, "Don't stick your dick in the peanut butter." Don't stick your dick in the dog. You're horrible. <laughs> you are horrible. What's really horrible is I want to get Jen doll buck ass naked and put my head between her legs and not come up for air. But I, I digress. That, you know what? Matt is going to kill you one of these I days. Know. My way to the danger zone. <laughs> Freaking Matt. He is so easygoing. That those are the ones you got to watch out for, though. Those silent ones. That's it right there. And I like putting these little nuggets in there because that way Jen's going to go, what the fuck is wrong with him? Yep, yep. You know that's coming. But she might go, hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I doubt it. She's like, um, maybe I want to wear you, maybe you want to wear me like a hat. And I'm like, okay, as long as you don't skim me a little bit. (laughs) I can't wait (laughs) until she skins you a little bit. No. She's a fucking psycho-ass fucking woman. God damn. Okay, so we got an, uh, another update, and this is about the... Uh, this is on the A.J. Freund case. That was it. I can never remember this kid's name. It's pretty messed up. But Yeah. All right. No, A.J. Freund, because, you know, we talked about the caseworkers that were on trial for neglect, the, you know, child endangerment, remember? Well, I remember. I received, um, like, literally... Oh, no, this was posted yesterday. Um... But I, this morning I received several text messages from Cheryl because, you know, she's following this case just as closely as we are. Um, and they came back. The judge came back with a verdict on this case. Um, this one, is for the caseworker, right? Yeah, these are for the two caseworkers. Okay, I just want to make that clear. People, yes. people aren't no, in, in, in no. an outrage going, oh, my God, the parents got off. No, no it's not. No, this, this is the caseworkers. Case this is a caseworkers, Carlos Acosta and his supervisor, Andrew Pullivan. Um, the judge came back with his decision, and Carlos Acosta was found guilty, and Andrew Pullivan was found not guilty. Now, before you get in an uproar, because I'm just as angry as everybody else is about this, um, uh, just to recap, they were accused of ignoring signs of abuse and, and failing to remove five-year-old AJ from his home, despite the multiple reports and um, file, you know, the allegations of child and, endang- you know, abuse and everything going on in the household. Right. Okay. Now I'm going to quote what the judge said because I'm just going to read part of this article. Um, 
but the judge says at the end of the day, this, and I'm speaking right now to Mr. Acosta, is a refusal to investigate. I therefore find you guilty of neglecting and endangering the welfare of a child, counts one and two. Then he turned to Andrew Polovan and said, regarding you, Mr. Polovan, you have been somewhat of a phantom in this case, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, as I suspect it's a bad thing. Then he goes on to say, address the court and says, Polovan makes material omissions. I believe that he did so on purpose. He did and admitted what I considered to be the very obvious facts of this case omitted what I consider to be the very obvious facts of this case. Don't take anything that I'm saying today is in any way exonerating you of your responsibility. As far as I'm concerned, you completely abdicated your responsibility in this case. However, because I don't know exactly what you knew and when you knew it, I cannot find you guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So I find you not guilty. Um, then he the judge also goes on to say at the end of the day, this is this is what it is. Um, talking about AJ, he was failed by the adults in his life. He died. He was tortured to death. He deserved due process. AJ never got due process from DCFS. He died suffering. And I hold the two of you and DCFS responsible for that. So um Sentencing will be in December, December 13th, I think I was told is when sentencing is going to take place. But I'm glad that somebody notices, you know, is recognizing the fact that, you know, he AJ was let down by everybody in his life. Oh, totally, man. There's just you no know, fucking reason for this kid to be dead. There isn't. There isn't. Not especially since allegations were, you know, allegations were made, reports were filed and nobody followed through with them. But yeah, so hopefully, you know, and I'm, I, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it because you know what? A child was involved. I hope they throw a book at this fucker. I hope they throw a book at him and fucking hit him in his goddamn chuckle head. Exactly. Exactly. And I then just beat him. I, you and know, pee on him like I did that dog. <laughs> make an example out of him so it doesn't happen again to some, you know, to some other child in the system, you know. No, I, I agree. It's it's fucking ludicrous. And I've said that before. It's like, and it seems across the board, you know, throughout the whole U.S. is that uh, the, the, the same people that are hired to protect children fail all the time. Yes. Because they're more interested in the revenue for their department. Yes. Than they are for the children. Yes. When at the core of the job, your first priority should be the children. I agree with you. I agree with you that 100%. So, I just, I know, and you know that AJ case hit a chord with me. Yeah, it took us a little while to get that one out. It did. I had to put that one on a back burner for a long time to, you know, to process it. Right, right, right. So, it, it struck a chord with me because, you know, I don't necessarily... I don't always believe in separating a family, you know, because sometimes parents make mistakes, you know, but at the same time, this child, he, he was safe away from his parents from birth. And then they put him back there and it just saddens me that everybody let him down. Pretty much. They led the kid to the gallows is what they did. Pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, (laughs) and... I just, I don't know. 
I, I don't want to cry, so I'm going to stop. Right. <laughs> Do we have some more updates? We have to fill some more time. I'm trying to think if we have any more updates. Think faster. You know what? It is way too early for you to yell at me to think faster. I didn't oh, yell this oh, time. Oh, Todd. We can talk about Todd real quick. Oh, that's a good idea. Todd, like I think we talked last week how Todd is in the honor dorm now. He still does not have his tablet, but he does have access to messaging through the kiosks in the honor dorm. So if people want to message him, they can. And that is through the Getting Out Network. Um, I will try to remember to post a link on our Facebook page. But um, send him a message, you know, just let him know you're thinking about him and, you know, tell him that you're there for him, like kind of like we try to do on the air. But, you know, when we read him the messages, just, you know, he would love to hear from people. I still got to go through and read all my messages from him. He sent me another long ass one, but I didn't fucking do it because, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, he told me he's cold. He goes, they either have it way too hot or way too either The AC is on full blast or the heater's on full blast. They can't decide. Well, I've missed <laughs> several calls from him, too. Like, fucking. Oh. Yeah, well, and I'm having an issue with putting money on the account. That reminds me, I got to throw some more money on his call account. Yeah, so I don't know why. I forget it. What the heck is going on with that? But, you know. Mm. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something, so I took that time to take a drink, and then you say nothing. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah. Well, I'm an asshole. I'm so there is asshole. that update on Todd. Um... Oh, throw out the show information again. Oh, November 3rd, the guys will be, your very own Twisted Blue, will be performing at stage Morrison Market Stage 722 in downtown Portland off 10th and Morrison. And ticketing, tick, you can purchase, I'll have the link to purchase ticket. Look, I'm pointing like they can see where I'm pointing. I right. saw your hands move over there. I'm all, what are you pointing at? I'm pointing down. I will have it linked in the description of this episode and every episode up until that date of where you can purchase tickets. And the um, discount code is on the Twisted Blue fan page on Facebook to get a $5 discount off those tickets. And we hope to see you there if you, you live in this area. Um, you better come. Yeah, they have two good opening No, that's why bands. I told my last date. You better come. Oh, my Lord. Or else. Or else. Hey, look here. Wouldn't that be your responsibility to make that happen? No, when I pay, I want results. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me. Oh. I was down in your neck of the woods uh, on Sandy Boulevard where you work, and it cost me a whole four coupons to Bed Bath & Beyond and one for Toys R Us. I want results. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, Mr. Fucktard. What did I do this time? You and my sister <laughs> are fucked up. I was literally giving somebody directions on the way over here one day. It's like, no, you need to get in this lane, turn this way. My sister goes, what are you doing talking about coupons for? I was like, you know what, bitch? I will kick your ass. Yeah, you were trying to get more coupons <laughs> down on Sandy Boulevard. No. You're like, Fuckers. hey, sailor. Do you remember Toys R Us? <laughs> That's fucked you. up shit. That right was there. fucked up right there. Not right in the head. You're not. But let's see. What else is there to update on? Make oh, it good because it's oh, fucking no, Monday. Keith. Keith will be on the show. Keith said that he would come on the show and talk about the Florida thing as soon as he has that case settled in Florida. Yes. So we want people to know that we plan on having him to talk about that with him. But he said he has to wait until after he um, 
settles that case in Florida before he can do anything. Okay, so I normally don't call out other podcasters. Uh, however, yeah. however, <laughs> are you going to name him? I am. Oh because, shit! And it's only because I know he like tried God talking shit, it, a, talking to, shit about us to my husband, my future hubby. Well, yeah, it was just a little bit ridiculous that Keith Revere is sitting there trying to talk crap about us to to Todd Colep of all freaking people. No doubt, yo. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, like oh, I'm pretty sure he'll keep this a secret. Do you not listen to our show, dude? Do you not know who Todd and I are to each other? <laughs> yeah, and you know, we're we're all fairly fucking close. So just yeah. this just bothered me. It bothered me a lot. Well, it bothered me too because we don't do that. We don't, you know, call people out like that. Or normally, I don't. I don't call anybody. No, out. I know, but it's like if you're going to call us out, you know, call us out to our face, maybe, you know. That would or, be nice. You know, but going behind our back like that, thinking you wouldn't get back to us. I don't know. It, it kind of bugged me. But then. Yeah, it bugged me too when Keith, uh, Keith uh, when Todd wrote me that. I know. Well, and Todd, he, he told me over the phone. He called me and told me about it. And I was just like, are nice. you kidding me? Well, last time fucking Todd called me, I, I hit one to accept. And it just kept on going with the recording message. I'm recording message. Like, Jesus fucking Christ on a popsicle stick. <laughs> Fuck me. I heard another good one that I'm going to be using. What was it? Um, fuck me blind and move the furniture. Fuck me blind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one. I had never heard that until I was listening to the book series I'm listening to now. Then one of the characters went, well, fuck me blind and move the furniture. Went, oh, my God. I'm using that. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> you know what's really fucked up about that is, I mean, and it's a side note here off subject, is that. My best friend's sister had a basset hound who had gone blind. And so... Was he fucked blind? No. But she she knew how to move him around the house because she knew where the furniture was. Well, then my friend's sister decided to rearrange her living room one day. And I'm like, that is so cruel. I would do that because I'm fucked up. Not you to the puppy, though. I, do, I, do, I would do that to people. I wouldn't do it to a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you doing that to me. I would Actually. love to do that. Oh, you have no idea how I would fight. If you were blind and come over to record, I would do. I would change the furniture and the configuration of the desks and everything. So that when I went to go sat down, I sat down air? Yeah, on air or, <laughs> I don't know, a plunger or dynamite. It'd be, I'd always be a little adventure like, will I survive today? Well, I'm not because Scott's an asshole. You know what? It's a coin toss. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Heads you win, tails not so much. And here's the beautiful thing. See, if I don't fuck with you. Then you can be wondering what's going to happen. You're like, he hasn't fucked with me yet. Um, this is a problem because now it means he's thinking about shit. Right, right. I hate you. All right, you ready to wrap this motherfucker I'm, up? I was ready two hours ago. You're retarded. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I swear to God. Why I got to be all that? I don't know why you're retarded. <laughs> Bad childhood dropped on your head? Ate lead paint chips? I don't fucking know. <sighs> Horrible. Maybe you were just born that way. Okay. Maybe, maybe I was. Maybe I was. And then you're making fun of me for my mental handicapped. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's retardedly. <laughs> Instead of Maybelline. Got it. <laughs> I no. like how you pulled out a cosmetic reference. Because I'm fabulous, bitches. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Remember, blah, let's try that one again, Jesus. Remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Log on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation and interact with us because there's all kinds of fuckery that happens there. Yeah. Um, especially a lot of Sasquatch stuff lately because, you know, big and hairy and Sasquatchy. This show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast except for Metal Cross Radio, then they're lying, thieving bastards. And we'll talk to you sharp-ass motherfuckers later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.